0: You found the Deep Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Goldman. This one is part two of three parts from a program from Monday, August 15th, 2011. Firon Akloff, my guest in the studio, our topic, Miles Davis, and John Coltrane in Japan in the 60s, not necessarily together, but uh, they both had experiences there in that decade. And both, as I think you'll see here. Historically significant. If you missed part one, you might want to go back and pick that one up before you move on to this one. And if you, for whatever reason, maybe you fade on this one, you're going to want to still catch part three because that's when the cold train comes in. And it's quite remarkable. Anyway, all right. Enough said. Firon. Check out Firon. P-H-E-E-R-O-A-N. Firon. Aklaf. A-K-capital-L-A-F-F. Magnificent musician, an even more wonderful person to hang out with. Three hours listening to music. I hope you agree. Here we go. It, he
1: he made it possible for us to have this. Uh, it, it was almost the the pinnacle of the loft uh, experience when the, one of the musicians is doing it. so. Both Sam's Loft and Rashid's Club were the most. For me, the most important things that ever happened for the development of the dignity of the musicians, because you got the sense that you were able to be supported by your mentors. You're able to; they could be businessmen that allowed for opportunities. You didn't have to count on somebody else uh, that was so much out of your uh, realm. Uh, you know, and out of touch with what you were doing. And you also um, didn't have to line up to be packaged in the star system, you know. So just understanding the strength of your own work and knowing that you could present it in gallery form, sort of like I'm going to do on Saturday. Now, (laughs) yes, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you,
0: Firona Klaff, our guest tonight, Upcoming performances. I want to mm-hmm. hear all about it. Tell us.
1: Well, um, we're performing at a theater named Jalopy, and it's in Red Hook, which is kind of a sequitur, isn't it? No. <laughs> okay, no, that's not, that's not, that's not good. Oh. But, but no. It's a Jalopy cool spot. Of, it's a it's really a, cool it's spot. It's a great spot. I mean, it's, it's both um, it, uh, down-to-earth, family-oriented, you know, it's got a crazy bar next door, just in case you want to hang out all night as well. And actually, a new place on the corner, uh, so it's it's get it's a burgeoning scene, as it were, there in Red Hook. Uh, Jalopy Theater is at three fifteen Columbia Street in Red Hook, and I will be there with uh, a band that's tributing. One of my favorite themes, the news. No, (laughs) Um, the Brooklyn Mime Troupe is going to give you the news as we see it, and we will do socially uplifting, consciousness raising lyrics, lashing, slashing. (laughs) It's about time. Uh, Well, you know, it's an it's an important thing that's been worked out of most. performances uh you know i've never been one that has been shy to to uh make a a nice uh political joke or in this day and time maybe there's no such thing as a nice one (laughs) you know maybe maybe just anything that um you know outside of registering to vote uh is fair um and so, uh, or outside of not registering to vote, I should say, is mm. <laughs> fair. Um, but um, w- w- a, there is a day I might have. A, I might have a new song for the president. Actually, I, I had, I had not written one, and I just got inspired today. So, that, that, would you
0: like to share it with no, us, or are you going to save it for Saturday? Save it for Saturday. Well, you know, people ask me seriously. People mm-hmm. do. They like. Mitch you know what's going on with music where Where should I go what's what's I want some music I can sink my teeth into and some entertainment and just that feeling of somebody out there has some idea it's thinking the way I'm thinking or give me something to think about This is the place to go this Saturday
1: this Saturday get your fill of what could be somewhere between sly a family stone and uh brook and uh san francisco mime troupe Uh so (laughs) i like it now who's in the band
0: who's going to be hitting
1: well my longtime cohort is is only a fraction of what he represents to me jerome harris is playing bass and you know we wrote songs together during the jump up days and and we still have over time uh uh, penned a few things mostly for our personal selves but uh-huh. but in this case it, it you know it's time we can have folks like my daughter even. We we both have uh adult children now so so <laughs> yeah to sing and Alicia Zebulon, uh daughter of uh Zebulon who played with um uh, Stevie Wonder percussions mm-hmm. um Wells um Day Steve Colson's playing keyboards with us. Shu Nakamura, uh guitarist, uh and um I should have the flyer in front of me so I remember who uh, everyone who's there. Who did, did I not mention? Me. Mm. <laughs> Wait, who's playing Oh, who's oh playing percussion. Drums on this? Uh yes, yes, and there's <laughs> me but and Jirawa's going to play percussion of uh Brian Girawa Gray is going to play percussion with us. So Saturday night, Jalopy Theater. What time? Eight and ten. And I suggest reservations because yes. the place is great. It's funky. It's small. It's wonderful. But I suggest reservations <laughs> because so and and it's really affordable too. It's only you know ten bucks for each show. Um, I, I that's an important thing today. Um, and, and $15 for two shows. So, um, the way you want to get to Jalopy Theater, 315 Columbia Street is go to www.jalopy.biz and you will see the map and the the several routes to get there. Um, even the bus works well over there. It's, I've taken the bus there, uh. And uh, and that that Brooklyn has become something, huh? Yeah,
0: too bad. Uh, wasn't like that when we lived there. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I remember thinking, like, this place, it would be
1: so cool. Yeah, and <laughs> If there were just
0: some music venues, maybe a restaurant or two, movie theater. There was nothing out there. Yeah, yeah. We, we split too soon. Well, songs. there was the there was the there place a place that preacher played
1: that little the Val Hal. You know, there was something like there that. Was some, there were some, there were some little spots, but nothing so, like uh, now. Seriously, no, 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 no. No,
0: Jalopy. no the
1: place. Mm-hmm. Jalopy.biz. J A L O P Y.
0: Jalopy.biz. J-A-L-O-P-Y. Mm-hmm. Jalopy. Go check that out, and, and absolutely, Saturday the place to be.
1: Yes, yes, and or you can you can see my whole schedule there at um, at my website, which is spelled. My name is not easy to spell. P H E E R O A N A K L A F F dot com.
0: Yes, mm. we are in Kyoto, and we should probably play some more music, but I, I want to hear, I, I got to ask you, tell me about this building, because, uh, you know, you, you've you traveled the world, I can say that, and uh, place, spirit of place, and especially the sound environment, these things. Right.
1: Well, this building was, a at that time, that would have been a new building. Mm-hmm. When I played in it, it was a little older, so it was more seasoned I guess. Yeah, I, I would imagine. Yeah. And so I could hear the newness in the building. I hear it's a, a reverberating hall. Um and hence, uh, for the first few minutes we heard Tony not playing as aggressively. And that's that's what we germans do to you know, to size up the room first, you know, and then, you know, just to make sure that everything is pleasant and the all the various corners are not uh Uh, ringing with uh, somewhere in the microphone and cymbal and bass drums. I noticed he was using a lower-pitched bass drum. This was before he went to... uh, It could have been what drums were supplied for that day, and that was the I don't know. But it wasn't his classic small bass drum sound. Um, mm -hmm. Interesting.
0: Well, let's uh, dive back in. We've got, well, basically, it's all of you is the next piece. And then the recording ends a couple of minutes into Seven Steps to Heaven. That's all we got of this one. Mm. So um, shall we hear it? Yes. Yes. Firona Clough. Into into the Seven Steps to Heaven. Yes. Who, by the way, I don't know if I mentioned (laughs) this, is playing this Saturday at the Jalopy Theater in Brooklyn, jalopy.biz. But um, we are listening to Miles Davis, Kyoto, Japan, July 15th, 1964. There's only one recording that's been released of Miles Davis with Sam Rivers. As far as I know, this tour might be the only time that they played together. And what we're listening to tonight is not that one recording from Tokyo, but the following night in Kyoto. So this is fresh stuff and and great stuff. Uh, I hope you agree. So, all of you and Seven Steps to Heaven from Kyoto, July of 1964. (laughs) (laughs) WKCR.
2: Thank you.
0: how that recording ends. But I saw a really interesting quote recently. I think it was from uh, Dr. Seuss Hmm. saying something. I'm going to screw it up, something to the effect of let's not be sad that it ended. Let's be happy that it happened at all. Hmm. Because that recording, I actually looked in several Miles Davis biographies, uh, discographies, and this recording does not show up at all. This oh. is unknown in the Miles Davis discography, and yet it exists. You just heard it, July 15th, 1964, Maruyama Ongakudo Hall in Kyoto, Japan, and um, I hope you're not just tuning in because you just missed some
1: gems.
0: Miles Davis, of course, playing trumpet. Sam Rivers here playing tenor saxophone, which is one of the things that... Led us to want to uh, hear this particular recording tonight. Herbie Hancock, piano, Ron Carter on the bass, Tony Williams on the drums. My guest tonight, this is a deep focus program. Feronaloth is here in the studio, and we are um, listening together and and ferona, I want to uh, one of the great pleasures of this show is hearing the way you listen and what you hear and and feel listening to this music.
1: Well uh I'm still struck by the significance of uh this listening to this during uh just after the Obon holiday and now I'm not familiar that's a Japanese holiday uh, that um, recognizes the return of the ancestors and it's one of the places w- with whom you know I have this relationship musically and I enjoy uh, immersing myself in the approach to music that is found by traditional Japanese musicians using this quality of ma. And by that tune ending with the drums that way, with Tony playing in his very spacious and pointillistic way, uh, it reminded me... Of how he and many of us can absorb that language uh hes it seemed even though I'd heard seven steps to heavens and and his approach to uh the solo in it uh the classic one you know my dad played it all the time I loved it um uh here to hear just that same approach, slightly modified, and as I could assess, you know, subjectively, refined in this hall, in this sensibility, you know, where he'd probably just seen temples, smelled incense, and the like, uh it, it's 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 kind of the thing that brings me to tears just mm. to think about yeah the 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 both the power of uh the musical experiences that are possible when you can immerse yourself in the music as you can because uh, of course uh that uh, uh it's known that when you're playing there you really don't have to worry about anything technically except just play your music so uh you get the perfect sound you get the perfect uh yeah whatever else you need technically to yeah I, I don't know if people
0: realize that you know our oh, general yeah. audience when yeah. you go to japan yeah it's like all those things that are might be right in the states are almost right in europe or but like boom it's... well you know
1: there's you know when i first started going to europe in the 70s uh my first experience was Switzerland and Austria and Germany. And, you know, we're, we there was this next level of uh, attention to detail on professional, uh, production. And believe me, I, I, you know, for the, for the, for the, the scene that I was in, this was a big right <laughs> push upward, uh, you know, um, and, to see that much care put behind the uh, production of uh, performances in African American music uh, of of the, the classical form, uh, and to have the awareness and understanding of the musical history, listening with that perspective, it's really uh, it, it's a spellbinding thing, and it charges the ar- artists up with the energy to do one of the best performances of their life. I mean, I I, I can still, I still remember how it feels to play in Kyoto because, yeah, you can hear a pin drop and, yeah, you can hear a, a guy shouting hallelujah too at the right time, you know?
0: So, I mean... It, kind of, it says to the artist, it mm-hmm. says to the audience more than anything... This music is worthy of your attention, and this is we're going to set this moment aside, and we're all going to be in this together at once.
1: Exactly. Not only we're only going to be it together at once, but we're going to re- really going to relish this experience of of all experiencing it at this time. Um, yeah, that level of concentration, you know, sometimes happens in older cultures where. You know the the musical traditions of, uh, are are so rife with uh, with power that people can actually use utilize on a daily basis. Uh, some some of these things we haven't codified in a way that you know. I mean, maybe we have know, other things. May, we have other things. You know, it's <laughs> we, like, we, unfortunately, <laughs> we have you know. We don't have that. We, but have, we have satellites. You know, yeah. <laughs> But we <laughs> they can tell where everyone is. But but, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I don't know if we can assign you know proper frequencies to uh the the sound and light and and everything else we need to enrich ourselves on a daily basis so we <laughs> so we you know we're we're getting there we're getting there little by and little this music helps
0: absolutely absolutely <laughs> what a delight man i'm i am uh i love doing this i love doing this show i'm yes. so happy you came up yes. tonight and we got into this and it's funny because. Um, we were talking about this over the last couple of weeks, and uh, you sent me an email. I have I've got a couple of things on my mind. One is Coltrane train in Japan. I'm like, mmm, okay, yeah, sixty six. Okay, I could see Ferrone getting into that, and Miles in Japan. I was like, uh huh, seventy five. Agarta, yeah. <laughs> 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 I don't know. And then I realized. Well, I realized when you told me, <laughs> I wasn't thinking about that at mm-hmm. all. And then I realized it occurred to me Miles Davis spent a lot of time in Japan over the years. He was there many times. And, uh, you know, you happen to have the one that you were thinking of in mind. I had one in mind for me, but, you know, I mean, he's not around to ask about it, but Mm -hmm. um, I imagine he had a special affinity because he was there a lot.
1: He was there a lot, and there were people who uh, really enjoyed uh, him during that time, and, and they really... They really paid tribute to him like no one else, even to the point to this day. I have a friend who, every time he sees me, he goes into his Miles Davis voice imitation. <laughs> Moto, if you're listening, I'm talking about you. you uh, there's only one person that does that. <laughs> now, yeah, Uijasa, uh, yeah.
0: Firon, mm-hmm. you're you're a musician. Miles was a musician. You. Lived in New York for many years. Miles lived in New York. You played with a lot of musicians that also played with Miles. Maybe did you guys' uh, circles overlap? Did you ever perform with Miles? You ever hang out with Miles? You have any.
1: No, I think uh, there are only two. I only have two Miles Davis uh, uh, encounters. And one was the recording period of nineteen seventy three that, that was considered the where he played live in Shinjuku. Well he played at my school, uh Eastern Michigan University and sometime in that year, uh in nineteen seventy three with a band uh with that band. Um and I saw him Lambast the drummer who could have been my dear friend Al. I could, I don't know. I was too young to. I was too afraid to go and see any anybody. Else. He he was. <laughs> so I was thinking. Right, I was better stay away from him. Uh, so uh, if you're listening, Al, you can confirm if that was you <laughs> or not. Um, Plausible deniability. Y- yeah, but but yeah. I so I I, I saw him that day, and, and after the concert, I, I didn't. Too scared to talk. Um, But it was the first time I'd seen a band play an hour and a half. And one of my uh, mates said to me, Well, Farron, you better really practice if you're going to be playing an hour and a half. You see that? (laughs) Little did I know that, uh, you know, yes, I would end up doing an hour and a half shows and dripping wet afterwards. But then the other time in his midst was at the acupuncture doctor dr chin down on, on bayern uh, street yeah uh, so so um but i was practicing my lines you know <laughs> al had told me you know said yeah when you see him you know just tell him i told you, you know, i told you know I told, I told him you know i like your plan da, 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 da. So, okay okay so so i'm getting all ready i'm thinking like damn he didn't see him. <laughs> he, I tried to get it ready and say, "Oh, Miles, I'm throwing," and <laughs> you know, so. Um. No, he was more interested in my wife than me. Yeah, so that's oh. why I never played with my. No. <laughs> it's, like, it's like that. That was not. That was an oil and water situation. Like he really could give a, a very little uh, a hoot about me. But and you know, you'd be but surprised. I did. Maybe might have might have made a register. But you I think. did see that band just the, just before I was about to go on stage with Air uh henry and fred hopkins in the montreal jazz festival to do the most my favorite record of all the records i've done is the live at montreal um and uh but and just before that i had seen the band with uh al and um and at that time it was um uh, Marcus Ma- no, Marcus, and, Marcus Miller. and Stern Right right and right and right, Right right and uh 81 uh, 80 it had to be 81 83 80, I think I think Could it was be. 83 Yeah yeah Mhm and and uh Bob uh from Long Island Oh yeah Mhm Uh so yeah um Yeah so that 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 so so needless to say we uh, we didn't have any uh I um personal and or or musical uh activity uh, but uh he is one a person who one of the few people whose music I've covered so to speak or tried to play um and uh, he is also you know one of the the most important figure that i get in arguments at the dinner table about you know so i and when when i when when i say angels and demons that play it doesn't necessarily mean the demons are are bad right, <laughs> right. good point it's like, like, very it's like interesting just part of the part of the whole you know yeah uh yeah yes but 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 yeah he he um was certainly uh the person that we look to as I mean I you know, when you hear a last poet song and, and you know, they mention, you know, you know, burdened is, you know, then then what you know, what's the next thing you think? Mm-hmm. Miles and train. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So it's 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 as a tandem of the pillars of uh, the the musical and language blocks that we build all this on, you know, um, that's where they fit for me, you
0: know. And he certainly seemed to wear it lightly, didn't he? Oh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah he kind of
0: carried it with a, oh, yeah. a lot of grace.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Now, yeah. his playing on this date was really impressive. I mean, you know, we're sort of focusing on Sam Rivers, which is very interesting. I mean, there's There's any number of ways to Peer into this, but Miles' playing was kind of explosive here.
1: It was very explosive, and I I remember seeing him play in New Orleans in 1983, um, you know, and it, it it was one of those situations where you know, really no one wanted to hear anyone else, right? You know. And and it's right. unfortunate if you have to be the closing band for Miles, yeah. which Wynton was. Oh. You know? So, but that was like you know, it's like really uh, in his hometown, no it, less. Right? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, Miles is wearing like a red leather jacket. Right. And, I mean, it's like man, <laughs> they were wearing suits. You know, it's like man, oh man, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot to take on. He's a real comet, and and. And special force. Yeah, well, speaking
0: of, this, man, this is, uh, I guess I can stop saying how much fun I'm having, but uh, I really am enjoying this so much. This program, Jazz Alternatives, is on from 6 to 9 p.m. We're just past halfway through tonight. Uh, my name is Mitch Goldman. I'm here on Mondays. And um, one of the great pleasures doing this show is doing this program, this Deep Focus. And Faroon Aklaf is my guest we just explored this fantastic rare recording of miles davis in kyoto which i hope you got to hear and uh if not don't fret because we're moving on to another stunning incredibly rare recording that you've never heard that's equally (laughs) astonishing so uh you're here at the right place at the right time this uh and i did mention a little bit earlier you're talking about coltrane in japan very famous recording. That John Coltrane made it's it's kind of one of the most uh well-known of his later period it's July of 1966 Coltrane did the one and only tour that he did of Japan we we're talking about Miles having spent uh, a lot of time over the years in Japan Coltrane was there exactly once and that album live in Japan was recorded in Tokyo not unlike the Miles Davis 1964 recording with Sam Rivers But uh, less well-known is a performance that happened the next night in Kobe, Japan, the town, by the way, that um, was so in the news because of the things that uh, unfortunate natural occurrence that happened there in recent years. But um, Kobe is where this recording was made July seventeenth, 1966, coincidentally exactly one year to the day before Coltrane's death. Um, 67, and uh, the band is Coltrane and Pharoah Sanders both playing various saxophones and percussion. I think um, Coltrane maybe even is he playing alto saxophone here somewhat. And, I'm not sure. Um, Alice Coltrane on piano, Jimmy Garrison on the bass, Rashid Ali playing drums. And this, I will tell you, is not a fantastic recording. But um if you're a fan of Coltrane's music, or even if you're not, if you can find your way past that and put yourself in the Kobe Kokusai Kaikan on July seventeenth, nineteen sixty six, you are in for quite a treat. Firon, is there anything more we want to say before giving people a chance to hear some of this music?
1: Well, uh the the announcer will come up right yeah and he will say he will start with the introduction of jimmy garrison so maybe in the recording he probably introduced rashid ali first and but it got clipped yeah um and then he goes on so so rashid is not mentioned um in the, by the introducing uh introducing uh, uh mc um what else? There is uh
0: and he introduces uh Alice Coltrane and Alice McLeod. Alice McLeod,
1: uh and so uh thanks to the McLeod family being from Detroit as I am, mm-hmm. um Turia uh is mm-hmm. is there a year after she has had our dear friend Ravi. Right. Right. Wow. And um, Rashid's drum solo, you know, I noticed particularly uh, being influenced once again by the drum gods. You know, I I, it, it reminds me so much of how in hearing the music and functioning at the pace in in getting the ear. That will allow you to play one note on a drum and it can ring for seven seconds and everybody's with you it's another feeling mm-hmm. it's uh it's it it goes beyond feeling actually it it really <laughs> it goes to that level of of the cranial sacral space that that you know makes you realize in this case for all of you you have to Think of the time you first heard a 33 record with lots of scratches, but you you listen intently because you knew it was not just a, a regular everyday pianist. It was either Willie the Lion Smith or Serge Rachmaninoff or whomever it was playing that piano. Um, so with that, I'll say... Open yourself up to to hear how, especially with Turiya and 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 Onadaruth who are now devotees mm-hmm. of the Vedic tradition, as you know, Buddhism being a a, a a practice in Japan, and where they would be in an environment to have that reinforced by. Looking at several Buddhas and Kano and uh, other implements and environmental accoutrements that would influence their musical connection to the spheres. You know, they, w- let that be the perspective that mm-hmm. you take in listening to the, from an um, audio, uh, you know, the audio being. Reduced to where you'd pretty much have to concentrate and put yourself in that place,
0: and maybe and try to imagine. I wonder in that day of where communication was at relative to now, what kind of preparation people might have had for this music. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. That that that's something that I'd like to explore. In fact, I'm going to explore it. I'll I'll for those of you who have seen my website. Uh, you'll see that I'm going to do a tour in Japan uh, uh, on the um, first week of November where uh, I work with uh, some musicians that I've known for a long time and we're going to do a a tribute to uh, Sonny Rollins' Freedom Now Suite record. We're going to play that and some of our own originals and... uh, and, um, uh some of the japanese traditional uh, music and and so yes the uh preparation for this and where he would take them um i think i think there would not have been they they could not have been prepared and the ensemble would have to be uh pretty much transported before they hit the stage you know well, they're they're
0: on point and I they're, mean, they're they are
1: and one really cute interesting thing is to hear Farrell play almost Ileresque. esque oh yeah much more so than the way he would play more Trainesque later um and then right like, yeah yeah, so let's... All right, yeah, we're going, yeah, in. Yeah, we're let's going go in. in. Let's go in. Let's go
0: My in. guest is Verona Kloff, who's playing Saturday night at the Jalopy Theater in Brooklyn. And uh, this is something, again, I'm going to bet money. You've never heard the John Coltrane Quintet in Kobe, Kokusai Kaikan, July 17th, 1966. This is WKCR. of A Deep Focus from 2011, Monday, August 15th from that year, Firon Aklaf, my guest in the studio, on the topic of Miles Davis and John Coltrane in Japan. And uh, I'm going to give you a couple of little uh, bonuses. You made it this far into the show, over an hour of this Deep Focus program. You probably know there's over 200 episodes up at uh, probably accessible on your favorite podcasting app. You could definitely find them at our hosting site, which is mitchgoldman.podbean.com. But they're not, I've had comments from people, it's not so easy to go back and look. Maybe someone told you, oh, you got to hear this episode, Vijay Iyer talking about Thelonious Monk or Henry Threadgill talking about Thelonious Monk or any of the others. Um, So, I set up a search tab for you. You have to go to my personal website, which is mitchgoldman.com. It's totally separate from that hosting site. And there's a pull-down menu. You'll find a tab about deep focus. And right in the middle of that page, there's a search bar, Google search bar. And you put in any search terms, and it'll pull up the episode, whether it's the name of the host or the guest or the date or whatever it might be. And... So that's one thing to know about mitchgoldman.com, the About Deep Focus pull-down menu. The other thing is that you can email us. You can send an email if you want to deepfocusnow, deepfocusnow at gmail.com. And you can also follow us along, I think you might know, on Instagram. If you haven't already, follow us there. Uh, definitely want to subscribe to find out about new shows that are coming up and if you're having a good time taking this ride with me then please do let some folks know just tell somebody post it on your socials and please do give us some likes and thumbs up and and a little description it will help to bring this uh, program to people's attention who don't know about it those algorithms in the um Places that serve this. It's going to make it a little bit more prominent and people will find out about the show. We got uh, nobody knows unless you tell them. That's the funny thing. All right. Okay. See you over at part three. It's 2011, 0815. Firon on John Coltrane and Miles Davis in Japan.